Good morning. This is Bible lesson, Silas Balumia Delicate. This one will be looking at love, jealousy, and fear. And we're going to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 18. I read, After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return to his father's house. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Whatever Saul sent him to do, David did it so successfully that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the people and Saul's officials as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the woman came out from all towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with tambourines and lutes. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousand, and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain guard him. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully upon Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the harp, as he usually did. Saul had the spear in his hand, and he hurled it, saying to himself, I will pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was David, but had left Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men. And David led the troops in their campaigns. In everything he did, he had great sources because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he had led, he had led them in their campaign. Saul said to David, Here is my older daughter, Merab. I will give her to you in marriage. Only serve me bravely and fight the battles of the Lord. For Saul said to himself, I will not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines do that. But David said to Saul, Who am I? And what is my family or my father's clan in Israel, that I should become the king's son-in-law? So when the time came for Merab, Saul's daughter, to be given to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel of Mahola. Now Saul's daughter, Micah, was in love with David, and when they told Saul about it, he was pleased. I will give her to him, he thought, so that she may be a snare to him, and so that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David, Now, you have a second opportunity to become my son-in-law. Then Saul ordered his attendant, speak to David privately and say, Look, the king is pleased with you and his attendant all like you. Now become his son-in-law. They repeated those words to David, but David said, Do you think this is a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? I'm only a poor man and little known. When Saul's servant told him what David had said, Saul replied, Said to David, The king wants no other price for the bride than a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. Saul's plan was to have David fall by the hands of the Philistine. When the attendant told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. So before the allotted time elapsed, David and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. He brought their foreskins and presented the full number to the king, so that he might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him his daughter Micah in marriage. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Micah loved him, Saul became still more afraid of him. He remained his enemy the rest of his days. The Philistines' commander continued to go out to battle, and as often as they, as they did, David met with more sources than the rest of Saul's officials, and his name became well known. Bible lesson, Silas Bellumi, Adelico. Do you ever struggle with jealousy? Does it make you happy? The answer to those two questions, by the way, are yes and no. 
Yes, everyone struggles with jealousy at certain times. And no, it never makes us happy. And yet, we do it anyways. Today, we are going to be looking at the topics of love, jealousy, and fear. As seen through the relationship of Jonathan, David, and Saul. Jonathan is Saul's eldest son. And he is famous for his friendship with David. Today's passage teaches a very simple truth. Love brings you closer to people. Why jealousy and fear will drive you apart. Love makes you seek unity with others. Love makes you put others before yourself. Jealousy prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes. Jealousy robs you of the joy of your own successes. Jealousy will make you strike out at others. Fear will keep you from seeing God at work. Fear will keep you from loving others as you, as you should. Love, jealousy, and fear. All have to do with how you will relate to others. They also have to do with how you will relate to God and how God will use you in this life. Jonathan's love for David. So let's get started with Jonathan's love for David. Jonathan and David enjoyed a special friendship, which was all the more remarkable because Jonathan was next in line for the throne. And God was blessing David with such success. If anyone should have been jealous or afraid of David, it was Jonathan. But instead of giving in to jealousy or fear, Jonathan reached outward with love. Love makes you seek unity with others. There are a couple of things we can learn from Jonathan's love of David in this passage. First of all, love makes you seek unity with others. Jealousy and fear drive people apart, but love brings you together. Let's go to verse 1 of our Bible passage. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and they loved him as himself. We've met Jonathan before, back in chapter 13 and 14, when we studied the rise and fall of Saul. But this is the first time we see David and Jonathan together. This verse marks the beginning of their friendship, one of the most beautiful and celebrated friendships ever recorded. Jonathan and David were kindred spirits, they were soulmates, they were the best of friends. Jonathan obviously was impressed by David's feats in going up against Goliath. Jonathan has shown a similar feat earlier on when he led the attack on the Philistines back in chapter 13 and 14. It was a very similar scene to David and Goliath. Saul and his whole army were holding back in fear, and Jonathan acted boldly in faith. Psalm 133 verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. Paul tells the Philippians in Philippians chapter 2 verse 2, Make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. You can seek an even greater unity today because of the Holy Spirit in each believer. Jonathan and David became one in spirit, and Jonathan loved David as himself. Love makes you seek unity with others. Love makes you put others before yourself. Let's look at verse 2, and, verse two to 4 of our Bible passage. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return to his father's house. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow and his belt. Here, David and Jonathan moved from being one in spirit to committed friendship. Jonathan makes a covenant of friendship with David. He takes off his royal robes and gives it to David along with his tunic, his sword, his bow and his belt. Jonathan was the next in line to be king. These clothes and weapons were symbolic of Jonathan's position as heir to the throne. Giving David these items was symbolic of Jonathan passing on to David his rights to the throne. Talk about committed friendship. Once again, 
if anyone had a right to be jealous of David, it was Jonathan. But Jonathan seems to have understood early on that David will be the next king. And you know what? Jonathan is just fine with that. He's fine with it because he loves David as himself. And instead of giving in to jealousy, he put David before himself. That's what love does. It puts others first. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. You have to seek the honor of other people before yourself. It's not enough that you just don't mind the other person getting the honor, but you should actually prefer to honor others above yourself. That's really hard to do, isn't it? Perhaps only with our children do we really get this right. We want things better for them than ourselves. But true love makes you put all others before yourself. These verses mark the beginning of David and Jonathan's friendship. And what a beautiful beginning it is. Jonathan became one in spirit with David and loved him as himself. He makes a covenant of friendship with David and put David before himself. Love makes you seek unity with others and makes you put others before yourself. And remember, how important to love and show love to others. And also show how much you know the God you are serving because God is love. Source jealousy of David. In verse 5 and 11, now we move from Jonathan's love for David to source jealousy of David. And here, such jealousy stands in direct contrast to Jonathan's love. There are a lot of problems with jealousy, and our passage today highlights three of them. Jealousy prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes. Let's look at verse 5 of our Bible passage. Whatever Saul sent him to do, David did it so successfully that gave him that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the people and source officials as well. So Saul starts giving David more tasks, and everything David, David does, he does successfully. After the incident with Goliath, David is popular with all the people. He's a national hero. If they had action figures in those days, David would have been an action figure. David is so successful that Saul even gives him a high rank in the army. This pleased everyone. You already know it pleased Jonathan because Jonathan loved David as himself. But it also pleased all the people and source officials as well. Guess who is not mentioned as being pleased? Saul. Saul is not pleased with this at all. Why? Because he's jealous. And jealousy prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes. God doesn't want you to be jealous of other people. You read in James chapter 3 verse 14 to 16. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Jealousy robs you of the joy of your own successes. Jealousy not only prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes, it also robs you of the joy of your own successes. Let's look at verse 6 to 9 of our passage. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistines, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with tambourines and lute. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry and this refrain guard him. They have created David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? From that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. 
So such jealousy of David goes all the way back to David's victory over Goliath. When the men were returning from battle, the women came out to meet Saul. So far so good, they were singing and dancing and celebrating. So far so good, as they danced, they sang, Saul had slain his thousand. Still, so far so good. Then they sang, and David is tens of thousands. Ho ho, now we've got a problem. Saul was angry because he credited David with tens of thousands and Saul with only thousands. Only thousands, you see. Jealousy not only prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes, it also robs you of the joy of your own successes. Saul says, What more can he get but the kingdom? The proper response to Saul here is Saul, it's not your kingdom, it's God's kingdom. What do you care what God does with his own kingdom? Saul, like Jonathan, is beginning to understand that David is the one whom God has chosen to replace as king. But whereas Jonathan rejoiced for his friend, Saul got jealous and he got angry. And in this jealousy, he couldn't even take joy in his own successes anymore. It's hard to count your own blessing when you are busy counting someone else. God wants you to take joy in what he is doing in your life without comparing yourself to anyone else. And especially when it comes to his kingdom, there is only one kingdom. How can we be jealous that someone else is advancing God's kingdom? Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the, with the measure of faith God has given you. Don't think of yourself in comparison with others, but with sober judgment, with a realistic appraisal of the unique personality and gifts God has given you. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 says, Each one should test his own action. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. Jealousy is a thief. It prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes. It robs you of the joy of your own successes. Jealousy will make you strike out at others. And then thirdly, jealousy will make you strike out at others. Let's go at verse 10 and 11. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully upon Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the harp. As usually did, so that the Saul had the spear in his hand, and he heard the saying to himself, "I will pin David to the wall." But David eluded him twice. So, this is the very next day, the day after they returned from the battle with Goliath. Saul is in one of his mood, and David is playing the harp, trying to calm him down. David has a harp in his hand, and Saul has a spear in has a spear in his. This evil spirit from God comes forcefully upon Saul. And he throws the spear at David, trying to pin him to the wall. He does this twice, probably ahead of a rough crowd throwing such water at musicians and ministers before. Jealousy will eventually make you strike out at others. Jealousy starts out in the jealousy starts on the inside, but it doesn't stay there. Jealousy will eventually works its way out. You may not have a spear in your hand, but you've got daggers in your eyes. You may not throw a physical weapon, but you will strike out in other ways. With, ob with ugly words or hurtful actions. The number of what we call sin list or vice list in the Bible. And the order of the sin, sin listed is very interesting. For example, we read in Romans chapter 1 verse 29, They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit and malice. They are gossipers and slanderers. What comes first? Jealousy or envy. What follows? Murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip and slander. Or we could look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 20, which lists the following in order: jealousy, fit of rage, selfish ambition, deception, faction. First comes the jealousy, then comes fit of rage, selfish ambition, deception, and faction. 
Jealousy is a terrible sin. It prevents you from taking pleasure in other people's successes. It robs you of the joy of your own successes. It will make you strike out at others. Source fear of David. If you look at Jonathan's love of David and source jealousy of David, finally, we come to source fear of David. Fear will keep you from seeing God at work in others. Not the fear like we look at not the fear like we look at last time when the Israelites were afraid of Goliath. No. This is a different kind of fear. The fear of being left out. Fear that the other persons will get all the attention. Fear that the other person will get the credit or honor. Fear of being dismissed, discounted, or overlooked. Jealousy leads to fear, and fear will do a number of things. For one thing, it will keep you from seeing God at works in others. Let's go verse 12 to 14. Saul was afraid of David because of the Lord was with David, but had left Saul. So he sent David away from him and gave him command over a thousand men. And David led the troops in their campaign. In everything he did, he had great sources because the Lord was with him. Isn't that interesting? Saul is the one throwing spear, but he's the one who is afraid. Perhaps the fact that David eluded the spear twice showed Saul that, they, that God was with David. Saul was afraid because the Lord was with David, but had left Saul. Saul keeps giving David higher assignments in the army, probably hoping David will get killed in battle. But in everything, David has great sources because the Lord is with him. Yeah, Saul is trying to get David killed, but he just ends up giving David the military experience David will, David will, David will need to be king. Everything Saul does works against himself and helps David. God is doing a great work in David's life and Saul doesn't get to enjoy any of his because he's all caught up in jealousy and fear. Fear will keep you from loving others as you should. Let's look at verse 15 to 16. When Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he led them in their campaign. Saul should have loved David for all he was doing. Yeah, David was leading the army in all their campaigns and bringing Saul victory after victory. The rest of Saul's, the rest of Israel loved David, but not Saul. At first, he loved David, but Saul was afraid of David. And fear will keep you from loving others as you should. Romans chapter 13 verse 8 says, Let not death remain outstanding, except the continuing death to love one another. For he who loves his fellow men has fulfilled the law. Love is a death. We continually hold each other because we are loved by God and we have an obligation to pass that love on to others. First John chapter 4 verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. In context, this verse is talking about fear of punishment and love for God. But the general principle also applies to our fellow human beings. There is no fear in love. Fear will keep you from loving others as you should, and perfect love drives out all fear. In conclusion, so we have this remarkable passage where we see Jonathan's love for David, source jealousy of David, and then source resulting fear of David. And it illustrates for us a very simple truth that love brings you closer to people, while jealousy and fear will drive you apart. And if that's true, if love brings you closer to people, while jealousy and fear will drive you apart, then you should seek love and avoid jealousy and fear. Love will bless you with, with many close friendship and relationship, while jealousy and fear will only isolate you and make you miserable. You will also miss out on how on what God is doing in and through other people. Jesus died not only to save us from our sin, but to bring us together as brothers and sisters in Christ. There is only one kingdom, the kingdom of God, and we are all in this together. 
Look, you can't love someone if you are jealous of them or afraid God is going to use them instead of you. And if you can't love someone, then God can't use you anyways. So let's ask God to help us put all our jealousies and fears behind and start loving people instead. Bible lesson, Silas Belumi, Adeleke.